0: and happy new year hope the year's going well for all of you won't y'all stand and uh, join us in worshiping our great god let's sing we worship we worship the god who was we worship the god who is we worship the god who in the prison doors he parted the raging sea my god he holds the victory yeah there's joy in the house of the lord there's joy in the house of the lord
1: today
0: and we won't be quiet we're gonna shout out your praise there's joy in the house of the lord our god Surely in this place we won't be quiet. I'm gonna shout out your praise. Oh, oh, oh. we shout out your praise. We sing to the God who weaves. We, we sing to the God who saves, we sing to the God who always makes a way. Cause he hung up on that cross. Up from that grave, my God still rolling stones away There's Let's joy
1: in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today.
0: And we won't be quiet. I'm gonna shout out your praise. Let's join in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place. And we won't be quiet. I'm gonna shout out your praise. accepted redeemed by his grace let the house of the lord sing praise come on church sing it out we were the beggars now we're royalty we were the prisoners now we're running free we are forgiven accepted redeemed by his grace let the house of the Of the Lord, there's joy in the house of the Lord today, and we won't be quiet. We'll shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place, and we won't be quiet. We're gonna shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today, and we won't be quiet shout out your praise there's joy in the house of the lord our god is surely in this place and we won't be quiet we shout out your praise oh, oh, oh. we shout out your praise oh, oh, oh. we shout out
1: Amen, amen. Awesome, awesome. Good morning, everybody. How are you doing today? (laughs) Happy New Year officially to you. Last Sunday when I said that, I was like, no, it's not New Year's yet. It's New Year's now. So, Happy New Year to you. Let me read you a scripture. It comes from the Psalms. It's uh, Psalm 98. It's just the first couple verses here. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. And I hope that in this new year, you're able to reflect, even if it was a tough one. Okay, if 2023 was hard for you. Um, hopefully there was some marvelous things that you can think upon that will actually give you some seedbed for what 2024 could possibly be. Not just for your life personally, but for what it could be for our church corporately, what it could be for the gospel, you know, globally. So just very excited for those. And this is why. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him and that's exactly what that song was all about that there's joy in the house of the Lord because God in his salvation is continuing to save people each and every day and we're so grateful for that so we're grateful that you're here if you're new with us for the very first time thank you for coming um, you could text that number right there and say hi to us and we would love to just get into a conversation with you if you'd like to come out to the lobby and see me at the end again my name is Eric it's right out there we have a little gift for you get some information for you. And then one more little thing, that's weird, is to um, <laughs> is to say that as a church, whether you are on our realm, and a realm is an online content place, we are for the whole month of January, we're going to be making this announcement pretty much each and every week, in the lobby at the end of service updating those profiles so if you need updated information like your cell phone has changed perhaps your address has changed or you're not even in realm but you want to be we'll have some people right there in the lobby right there able to get you signed up get your information updated in real time and you can be taken care of we'll even help teach you how to kind of navigate a little bit of that for the whole month. So please make that available to yourself right at the end of a service right there at the at the lobby towards the end of the lobby. So while you're standing around, would you do me a favor, would you just say hello to some people right around you say welcome to Sunset Hills. I know.
2: with us this morning, this great old hymn. You This morning, amen.
0: Christ, my living
1: hope.
2: Sing that chorus again with us this morning.
0: Whoa, oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Praise the one who set me free. Hallelujah. Death has lost its grip on me. You have broken every chain. There's salvation in your name, Jesus Christ, my living hope. Jesus Christ, my
2: have a hope. And that's through your son, Jesus Christ, through him coming and being born as a a baby that we celebrated just a couple of weeks ago, Lord. Lord, the most amazing part of that was that God on his own will, he gave his life for me, he gave his life for each and every person that's here that God's who, who, whosoever Bible says would confess with their mouth and believe in their heart, God could be saved, could have hope for eternity. Lord, today, as we celebrate and sing about that hope, Lord, I just pray if there's one here that's never accepted that invitation for eternity, that, Lord, today could be their day to say yes. On January 7th, Lord, I believe that your word says that seven represents completion. Lord, we're, we're born to be broken people, but, Lord, we can be complete through the salvation that you've offered. Lord, I just pray that today is a day of salvation. Lord, I just claim that, that God... That you'd speak to someone through this time of message and God during this time of invitation that God we'd see one person, two people, ten people Lord walk this aisle and say yes to you today. We love you Lord and we just claim this in your son Jesus name and everybody said amen. You may be seated this morning.
3: I, too, want to say Happy New Year to you, and I hope that uh, this year you're exceptionally blessed by God throughout, not just the beginning of this year, but throughout 2024 and your lifetime. In 2024, I think many of you know this, but this is truly a momentous year in the life of our church. This is our centennial year. In December, of December 20, uh, of 24, our church will be celebrating its 100th birthday. Is that not cool? <clears throat> we can't begin to return the well-deserved gratefulness to God for His faithfulness, throughout the history of our church and the many lives that have been saved and not just saved but transformed because of his work that's been accomplished through Radnor Baptist Church, Sunset Hills Church. We certainly will be taking time to celebrate this throughout the year as we progress. Several years ago, I asked the question what one thing, Could you do more that has the potential to radically change you? Think about that for a second. What is the one thing that you can do that has the greatest potential to change you, to change us, to change our church, to change our country more than anything else? And before you answer that, just... If you were here, let me just kind of, I'll tell you that answer in just a second if you don't know what that is, but I'm going to assume that if you were here when I preached that sermon before that you would remember that one thing because... I know that all of you that have listened to me preach, you remember all of my sermons and you remember all of my sermon illustrations and probably you can actually tell me how long I preach each Sunday morning. And in reality, most of you would probably say of that list that I just mentioned, the only thing that we can remember is how long you preach on Sunday morning and probably all the answer to that is going to be too long. And I agree with you. So this year, I'm going to set a goal of making my sermons a little shorter. (laughs) Would you have our officer come in? (laughs) I saw that. I am going to try to make my sermons a little shorter. I'm going to set a goal for that, and it's going to be by one minute. So there you go, David Lamberth. (laughs) Seriously, if there is one thing that you can do to change what's going on in your life, what has the greatest potential of doing that? A lot of things that have potential of change in your life, you might consider, well, you know what would help me a great deal is I just had a new job. I just would like a new job, and that would have a tremendous impact on my life. Or maybe you might want to focus on improving your relationships with other people. Maybe your spouse or within your family, and that would have a great impact upon your life. Maybe some of you would say, I just want to exercise more and eat more healthier foods. Or maybe you just want to eat the same old junk that you've been eating and get fatter, Maybe that's your goal. I I don't know, but I I guarantee if you keep eating the same old junk that's got you to where you are, you just eat more of it, and guess what's gonna happen? There's gonna be results. It's probably not the result that you want, but I mean, there are a lot of things that we have going on in our life that have potential of changing us, right? And we can focus on a lot of different things. But the one thing that is in that all of us have the ability to do has the greatest potential of changing in our, our life is what? Prayer. It's prayer. It's praying more. It's spending time with our Heavenly Father. It is the one thing that every one of us can do. There's not a single person that does not have the uh, Um, the the privilege of accessing our heavenly father so we can pray so at the risk of a little pastoral embarrassment does anyone remember me preaching that sermon Well, I'm glad you have an excuse because there's about 80% that don't have an excuse and I don't hear, I don't see one single hand up that remembers me preaching that sermon so I think I'm just gonna go home because what good am I doing here right now if you don't remember, right? Well, actually, if there was someone, man, that is pastor embarrassment is what that is. That remembered me preaching that sermon you would have had to have been here back in 2017 because that's when I preached that sermon and all these years since preaching that sermon how many is that that's seven is that right three to twenty plus four is seven years And in these seven years, I still believe that the one thing that you can do in your life that has the greatest potential of changing you is prayer. This truly needs to be a year of fervent and focused prayer, not only for you, but in the life of Sunset Hills in this centennial year Of our church. With that in mind, I decided to revisit the one thing that I think will bring the greatest amount of change to my life in 2024. And one of the reasons I want to do this is because, quite honestly, I need to improve my prayer life. I need to spend more time with my Heavenly Father. And since I'm preaching to myself, you all get to be invited into this okay it's part of it but there's a second reason I want to preach this sermon today even though I preached it seven years ago that's because next week I'm being led to speak on four words found in the Bible and they are not let my people go that Kelly Farmer so rudely interjected a few months ago it's not that The four words I want to speak to you about next week are contained in a prayer that Jesus himself used that literally can change our lives if we yield to the teaching that he was doing when he spoke these words. He emphasized the words, Thy will be done. I want to talk to you about that next week. But in order to get to that point, I want to speak on this today of prayer. Do you believe in prayer? I love this story. I was hesitant to use it because I used it seven years ago, but since you don't remember it, it doesn't matter, right? So I love this story uh, about this lady who came to believe in prayer It's supposedly a true story. It goes like this. One summer Saturday morning, a preacher had a kitten that climbed up into a tree in his backyard and was quite afraid to come down. He coaxed and he offered warm milk, anything he could think of, to try to get this kitten to come down, but the kitten just would not come to where he was, so... He saw that the tree was sturdy enough to climb, wasn't sturdy enough to climb, so the pastor decided that he would pull the branch down so he could reach the kitten, but he couldn't pull it by hand, so he threw a rope over to the top of the tree, the high branch, and and he tied it to his car. He slowly started driving away, and uh, the tree began to bend that way. He watched the progress carefully in his mirror waiting for just the right time that the tree would be bend over far enough that he could get, stop the car and go out and reach the cat uh, uh, or it would just jump down because it wasn't afraid, it wasn't afraid of the heights. So he, he drove further and further away and the tree bent further and further toward the ground. Then it happened. The unexpected rope broke. And a tree flipped back in the opposite direction, and one little cat went sailing through the air somewhere else. The pastor felt terrible. He walked all over the neighborhood asking people, have you seen a little kitten? No, nobody had seen a little kitten running around in the backyard or anywhere no stray cat finally just gave up and put it out of his mind Monday morning came around the preacher was at the grocery store and he met one of his church members and he happened to look into the shopping cart of the church member and he noticed that the woman had cat food in the cart and He just was kind of puzzled by it because he knew that the woman made no secret about her dislike for cats. So cat food was the last thing he expected to see her buying. And he couldn't help himself. Why are you buying cat food when when you hate cats so much? She replied, you won't believe this. And then she proceeded to tell the story. Her little girl had been begging for a cat, but mom kept refusing. Then a few days before, uh, before all this happened, the child was begging again. So the finally, the she was just so insistent about it, and the mother finally got to the point, well, if God gives you a cat, I'll let you keep it. She told the minister, that was last Saturday. Now watch my little girl go out into the yard, get on her knees, and ask God for a cat. And really, Pastor, I wouldn't have believed it if I hadn't seen it with my own eyes, but just as she finished praying, a little kitten came flying out of the sky, paws spread out, meowing up to the heavens. It landed on all fours right in front of her, and that's why I'm buying cat food. The story that see, I knew so there was be a few that would have a smart aleck answer. I remember the illustrations. <laughs> well, let me ask you this, has God ever answered a prayer like that for you? And very likely he has. Maybe not as fantastic as a cat falling out of the sky as a little girl experienced. I've had some prayers answered like that, literally as I've been praying, when something I was praying for actually happened. I won't go into a whole lot of detail about that, but it's a quite humbling feeling when you experience that. Then I've had prayers that have been answered on a more delayed action that has taken months and years to see come into fruition. And I've had many prayers answered in ways that I did not expect them to be answered or even prayed for. Now, I'm no more special than you are. You, too, have the ability, and have probably experienced some of the same things that I've experienced, of God answering prayers in a very immediate way or in a delayed way or in an unexpected way. We all have that access to God to have Him act in our lives. You know, I don't know about you, but I'm somewhat hesitant to change. Um... I don't particularly care for change. I, I like routine. And what I know is this: that there are very, very few things that actually can change me. Uh, we're asking our life group this morning if we had any any um, New Year's resolutions. And I'm not a big fan of New Year's resolutions. Um, so I said that, and the next question was, "Do you have any goals?" And actually, I don't have a whole lot of goals, except one-minute shorter sermons, and I'm probably going to fail at that more than likely, to be quite honest with you. But what I have come to realize is, this is about change. Is no one can really change me except me. Nobody can change you except. You, I can challenge you, and my ability to change you, however, is very futile. Many marriages get into trouble because a person thinks that after they get married, they can somehow change how the other person acts. They can't. They find out they can't. The only person that can change you is you. And actually, that's very difficult to do because, quite honestly, that's why so many people fail at New Year's resolutions. I was listening to the radio the other day, and somebody was talking about how in in January, when they go to the gym, it's so crowded. By February, it's not so much crowded anymore. People have given up. But what I have found is the best way to change me happens through prayer. Quite often, it's been with me kicking and screaming. Sometimes I've found in that time of change that God is trying to do with me, I have had to say to Him, I'm in this situation and I don't like it. I need you right now. I need to be able to trust you. And what I know is this, both from a knowledge of who God is and the experience that I've had personally with him, and not just what I've had personally, but what I have seen many of you have personally, is God is always ready to help us. He wants to help us. That's one of the reasons he came. His whole purpose of this past Christmas and really all of Christmases since, there's this, there's this, dri- this theme driven home that when Jesus came, he came with a purpose to, for God to become personal and to have a relationship with every person. God's not only a personal being coming in the form of Jesus Christ, he's a loving person. Go check out 1 John four eight or John three sixteen They both are witnesses to how he's loving and personal and that is a that that ephesus that corner is a cornerstone to our faith that God is personal. There's no other religion where God is so personal, where that God is a, so personal. Would it be a cruel thing to be a participant in a religion where the God was not personal and uncaring or unkind? And if he was that, guess what? Prayer would be ridiculous and futile for us to do. But God's not only loving, he's all loving. And in relationship to prayer, that means that God always desires the best for his children because he loves us. And when we kind of have that as a foundation and we start believing what scripture has to say remember what it was that mary said when when all of this thing was happening to her and she couldn't believe what was going to happen with this pregnancy she says for nothing is impossible with god so in our prayer life that could be a, a starting point among others that nothing is impossible with him if God were less than all powerful then again we would have no assurance that he could answer or even hear our prayers what is prayer very simple definition prayer is simply communicating with God he wants to hear from us we tend to make it much more complicated than what it really is. And I mean, we'll debate and we'll advise and when should we pray and where should we pray and how long should we pray and what can we pray for and what can we not pray for? And we get caught up in all of that. and, And I think those are appropriate questions But don't get so lost in those questions that you forget to pray. It's not all that complicated. Just talk to God. He no more likes the silent treatment than people that you live with. You ever had the silent treatment from your spouse?
1: It's not so fun.
3: Oh, I know some of you, it's like, just let me along all the time. I don't want to talk to anybody. You know what? You're just a grumpy old person, if that's the case, or grumpy person. You have to be old, grumpy person, if you just don't want to have relationship, okay? You were built for relationship with each other and with God. I want to hear from Lynn from time yesterday. There was um, and what 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 do we call it? Just 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 call, what is it? But first, Jesus. We're a little, some ladies in our church. I encourage you to be involved in this first Saturday of each week of each month. Ladies can come together and have some coffee and some eats and some fellowship time just prayer time just good time together i encourage you to do that well yesterday i had the house all to myself now for a little while it was nice i'll agree i'll admit that but when lynn wasn't home by eleven thirty, 30 now 12 o'clock i was beginning to get worried because i missed my wife it was too quiet around my house you know i don't like the silent treatment You know what? Neither does God. God wants to hear from us. He wants to hear from His children. I have three children. Five grandsons now. I'm not going to tell you which ones I like to talk to on the phone more than the others, but Brett calls me almost daily. Andrew, who's running the sound most of the time... I don't ever hear from him. <laughs> Occasionally I do. Emily FaceTimes me, usually with crying babies in the background. I love to hear from my kids. I know if I were to pick up a phone call, I am hanging hang Andrew out to dry totally, but if I call Andrew, he's more than happy to take my call. And we'll spend time talking. I, I, I want to hear from them. And I love to hear from my grandkids. Because we like to hear from our children. God wants to hear from us. Not that God needs us to pray to Him. He doesn't need your prayers to continue. But He wants to hear from us. But it's beyond that as to why we should communicate with Him. Prayer is for our benefit. Scripture tells us to pray. This This scripture has to do with what we'll talk about next week. Matthew 6, 5, and when you pray. We're going to get to that one in just a minute, actually. Matthew 6, 9, this then is how you, what, should pray. Romans 12, 12 says, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in silence. Prayer. Ephesians six eighteen and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests I'm glad it says it that way because that makes it a really broad umbrella of what and how I can pray Philippians 4, 6, Do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Present your requests to God. Again, a huge invitation to bring before God what we want to. Colossians 4.2, devote yourselves to, be, to prayer, be watchful and thankful. 1 Thessalonians 5.17, pray continually. First Timothy 2, 1 Timothy 2.1, I urge you then, first of all, that request, prayers, intercession with thanksgiving, be made for everyone. Could it be more clear that God expects us to pray? Prayer is a command. It is not an option. It is not a suggestion. It, in fact, is an act of obedience. This prayerful, verbal communication with God. Let's get this straight. We, His children, have the ability to come before the almighty God, the creator of all things, and bring our requests to him. I mean, we get to talk to God. We just somehow don't grasp how awesome this is. How are you supposed to go about doing it? Simply and honestly. Just like you'd be having a conversation with someone else. Well, some of y'all probably might want to clean up your language. When we pray, it doesn't have to be a show. You can pray honestly before God. However, you've got to have the right attitude should have the right attitude when you do pray before Him. God is a holy God, and you want to have an attitude of reverence. I was taken back by the choice of music today, and we sang that great old hymn, Holy, 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 all the saints adore thee, casting down their golden crowns around the glassy sea. Cherubim and seraphim, falling down before Thee, which wert and art and evermore shalt be. Now watch this, though, holy, 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 though the darkness hide Thee, though the eye of sinful man this Thy glory may not see. Only Thou art holy. There is none beside Thee, perfect in power and love and purity. And it goes on in the next verse it says, "All thy works shall praise thy name and earth and sky and sea." And when we sing that, we should sing it with all kinds of reverence and in the state of awesomeness of who God is, it's the same God that we get to talk to and say, "God, I need you right now." What a privilege. We should have that attitude of worship. There are times, and in that attitude of worship, when I think it's quite okay to say, God, I don't get what's going on. I've been trying to, and I thought you were listening, but you don't seem to be silent right now. What's going on? Is it you or is it me? There may be times when you're just thinking, well, I should be, should I pray for this or should I not pray for it? I I, I get it. I understand that. And my God's big enough to handle that. He is. We just don't need to make a show. In our prayer life. In fact, Jesus, Jesus addressed some people who were making a show of it. He says, Matthew again, chapter 6, And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in all in the synagogues and in the street corners, that they may be seen by others. And goes on to say, And when you pray, do not heap up on empty phrases as the Gentiles do so they keep, that they think that they will be heard for many many words just simply pray doesn't have to be necessarily long you know what sometimes a one-word prayer is what's needed help help I'm coming to you with an attitude of worship God, knowing and faith of who you are, how you work in things, and I'm just saying, help. Because sometimes, quite honestly, there are times when we don't know what to pray for. Yet we've got the Holy Spirit. And Jesus, as our advocate, our intercessory, bringing our prayers before This awesome God. And God hears. He also answers. So God wants us to communicate with Him, to talk with Him, to get instructions and advice. Sometimes when I'm talking to my kids, we're not talking about anything except what's going on. Think God's any different? What's going on in your life? Let Him know your needs. He's interested in what's happening with us. And when I do it well, and sometimes I don't, but when I do it well, God is changing me. I find myself totally dependent upon Him. Maybe you're here right now. You find that your prayer life is lacking. Maybe your life is kind of going in a direction that you wish it was going someplace different or relationships, or a magnitude of other issues. Maybe it's about someone else and where they're heading or what's going on in their life. And one thing that's going to have the greatest impact One change of direction for you or for someone else is your fervent prayer to an almighty God who is really the only one who can intervene in that. So right now, I want you to be in a spirit of prayer, heads bowed. As much as we can, no moving around right now. I just want you to try to put everything else that's going on in your life right now on hold. Just focus on God. It's been a, just a few minutes of quiet time. quiet, I'm just going to ask you a few things, or lead you in your thoughts, again, just maybe short phrases, certainly will do, pray for yourself. Pray that God will change you. And just pray for your family. Just call as many as you can out in your mind to God. Just pray for someone that you know who is lost and in desperate need of salvation to have a relationship with Jesus. Pray for that one or maybe a second person that you know you can have some influence over in the relationship with Christ. Pray for someone who is addicted to something. Pray for that person who doesn't even know they're addicted. And pray for our church. Oh, there are so many ways we can pray, but just pray that God has his will, thy will be done in the life of Sunset Hills. Pray that this church will have a great, greater influence in this community. Pray for peace. Peace in our personal lives that's only found through our relationship with Christ Jesus, but certainly not limited to that peace in this world. And pray for this, un, this, this divided country that we live in. And that people will become nice again. And pray for people that you would consider as an enemy. A big prayer that they will become your friend. Father, I pray that in these quiet moments of contemplation, these quiet moments of suggestions, among the many other requests that are personal that are brought before you and we pray with that confident hope and that knowledge of knowing that you care about each of these requests and you're, you're all powerful enough you, you can hear them we don't understand how but you can hear each individual request. I pray you speak into these lives and these people and situations and events. Thy will be done. And we have that peace about that your will is going to be done we're going to trust you for what your will is in the meantime we're going to be obedient keep on praying keep on being faithful maybe father there's one here that has been prayed for by others who would be that one who needs to have that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. They need to surrender their heart to you and believe that you died on the cross for their sins. And they accept that gift of forgiveness. If that person... Here, Father, I, I pray that right now they'll surrender to that prayer request and claim the gift that you're so graciously giving through Jesus Christ. Maybe, Father, the burden is so great. That there might be someone here that is just laden down with the heavy load that they're having to carry. And Father, I pray that, I, I just invite, I just encourage that if there's something, someone here that they've carried all they can carry, that they would just bring it before you in this altar and lift it up to you as we have this invitation father may it be open may this be the place that they feel so safe and confident that they can bring it before you if you're leading someone to do something this morning during this time father may we be found obedient in your leading. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Please stand.
0: At the foot of the cross where grace and suffering lead You have shown me your love through the judgment Just like a crown Coming to kiss the feet
3: I'd trade five minutes of sermon time for 30 minutes of prayer time down here. Yeah. That's the important thing. Father, I'm grateful. the privilege of coming before you to spend time even now to feel your presence in this place may we somehow as a church catch a glimpse of how great it is and we see you do some incredible work because we're faithful in calling upon you to change people's lives. I pray that will be a personal goal, resolution for each person who attends this church that we truly would be we get beyond ourselves and continue to we would see this world as it is and see that people need to know Jesus as Savior and Lord and we do something about it even if it's just praying yet if we pray earnestly and fervently we'll go beyond that and our actions will cause others to want to see you I pray that you bless us with that vision in the coming year. And all the church says, "Amen." Amen, church. Thank
2: you for praying. Uh, for the last three months or so, I've had the privilege of of uh, of getting to know Ryland Davenport. He uh, drives. Um, every day or every week, I don't think he's missed a, a week, Wednesday night or, or Sunday morning since he's began, uh, from Spring Hill. And, um, this morning I want to introduce you, uh, my brother in Christ, Rylan's accepted Jesus as his Lord and Savior. So. <clears throat> Amen. So we just thank you for your prayers and that, um, we have a lot going on. As we said, our, our women's ministry um, yesterday um, had their their time of coffee and breakfast. Uh, this coming Saturday, men, it's your time up to bat. We want to encourage you to come and join us for breakfast and um, wonderful breakfast. The fellowship is even better. Um, it all begins at seven fifty nine. And so we just encourage you. This is uh, any age, guys. I encourage you to come and be a part of that. Uh, men, bring your sons. And that's just a really great time. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like there's probably something else I should be talking about, but I'm a little distracted this morning in a good way. I'm distracted. In a good so way,
3: men's so. Bible study, I'll take over. Thank you. Um, yeah. sure. <laughs> that's a good distraction. Men's Bible study starts this coming Tuesday evening at 7 o'clock. And it would be, hey, you know, Danny, we've got it in the kitchen. Wouldn't it be great if it was not in the kitchen because it's not big enough? Right? So I me... Mean, we can move it to wherever. So, men, we encourage. I, I am planning on being in this Bible study this this go round, and not that that should sway you, yay or nay. But I should, would suggest that you get involved in that. It's a great opportunity for men to deepen their faith. And we're studying the book of Romans, right? Is that right? And, and so, I encourage you on Tuesday evenings to come. I think there's a group of people also that get together usually for dinner before that happens and so you can get more information about that and go and eat and then come do some bible study women are did you mention that yeah i, I see that you, you did you mention already? I did not know. okay so the women are also starting a bible study and that starts this this week as well and there are three opportunities for that and 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 the women have really just kind of shown out because there are a lot of folks, a lot of women that have signed up for this Bible study. You can do it Tuesday at 7, Wednesday at 1, or Wednesday at 6 to come and do this, participate in this Bible study by Priscilla Shire. That's only a five-week study that you can be involved in, okay? And then this coming Wednesday night is deacons meeting. We'll be meeting uh, at 6.30, gentlemen, so please be here for our deacons meeting, okay? And uh, now I don't know if there's anything else because I normally don't do this, but yeah, Alvin. Absolutely. And if that's not enough enticement to come, there are also donuts and coffee and (laughs) come and get fat and pray. (laughs) Fat and pray and uh let me also encourage you uh um eric mentioned this at the beginning of the service um, you know sometimes i'm i'm well i'm out and about and i'm trying to figure out maybe visiting hospitals or some other reason and 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 i will try to find someone's phone number because i need to find out where they are at and try to call a family member and so my go-to is to go to that that program we have that that we pay for that's a free service to you Uh, while you pay for it through your tithes and offerings but it's it's the communication tool that we send emails out through it's also kind of our database of who is attending our church and how do we keep up with folks and I will go there and I get really frustrated and um, because I will go in and try to find someone and I don't have their cell phone number or their information uh, or anything like that and, and and at that point in time I'll, I I'm going to start saying a prayer over that person <laughs> because and maybe I should say a prayer about me for being so frustrated but please please take the time over this next month to get your information up to date okay now we're going to do that here if you don't know how to do it and you're just not computer savvy, we got folks that can do it here uh, for you, and just but you can do it on your own leisure time. All you got to do is go in and log in and say, Do I have all the information available here in case someone needs to call and talk with me, or just somebody wants to bring you a meal or something and they want your address or something of like that nature? We don't share it. We don't send it out. Nobody gets it, but just take the time over this next month to do that. It's important. I want to tell you this why it's important, too. We have some incredible opportunities coming up in the life of of Sunset Hills Baptist Church this year, 2024. A lot of important things are going to happen. As you well know, I've announced it. We're going to start a pastor search, but there's a lot of things that has to be done. In the meantime, I'm be retiring some point in time in the future and we're going to be doing a lot of things in order to get prepared for this process and we want to invite you we want the church to be a part of this and one of the reasons we're trying to get all this up to date is so that we can be in contact with all of our church folks so you know if you want to be a part of that process it's vital that you do some of that as well and help us out So I encourage you to do it for many other reasons as well, okay? And I want to tell you something. The absolute best decision that you ever made in your life. Now, I personally want to thank you for driving all the way for Spring Hill. Be faithful to all that's going on. And God's going to use what goes on in student ministry, what goes on in the life of this church, in your life, to bless you. And likewise, you're going to bless what you already have, man. It's evident, okay, of what's happened today. And we will celebrate with you in days ahead of what's going to take. But all of heaven is celebrating today on your behalf. Yeah. And that's a good note to end on. Thank you for being here this morning. May God bless you and all that you do. God bless you too.
2: Hi, good morning. This is Kelly. I want to take a moment to personally thank you for joining us for today's live stream. I hope today's message was encouraging and inspiring for you. You know what? We would love to hear from you. If you're here today and you made a decision for Christ, or maybe you just have a simple prayer request, we would love to know about that. You can text the word prayer to 615-776-1807. One of our pastors will be back in touch with you. Hey, if you're in the neighborhood, we'd love to see you in person. You can join us for life groups at 9 a.m. or blended worship at 10 a.m. And let me say this, from your youngest family member, and do life with you here at Sunset Hills. Have a great week, everybody.